why is a baker's dozen 13? There are multiple theories as to how that got started. Some say it was a 13th century thing, when English King Henry III was annoyed by small loaves of bread. Some say the convention has more modern origins. Hear from a master storyteller who offers us another take on the origin of the Baker's Dozen, set in the old Dutch colonial town of Beverwick, just in time for the holidays. Are the lights on? Good. Welcome to Listen with the Lights On. I'm Jessica Blaustein Marshall. And I'm Patrick Garrett. Imagine, if you will, the smell of fresh-baked goods wafting out into the streets of 17th-century Albany on a fine December day. Master storyteller Jonathan Crook tells us the tale of the Baker's Dozen. Once upon a time, the time being 1654, Volkart Jan Peterson von Amsterdam, a baker in Albany, decided he didn't have to do much to promote his business. After all, he made fine Sinterklaas cookies out of ginger, and everyone clamored for them. And as he was sitting round in his shop late one December, imagining all the profits he'd be making from his cookies, the door opened, and in walked a frail-looking ancient and bent old woman. She seemed to have wrinkles on her wrinkles. She looked right up at Volkert and demanded, A dozen Sinterklaes ginger cookies! Oh, indeed. Well, Volkert packed up and gave her a dozen, and she looked upon them and frowned as if she'd been given toads or frogs. What? This is not a dozen, says she. What do you mean it's not a dozen? Why, there's a dozen right there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve, cried the little old lady. Only twelve? Where's the last of my cookies? Well, says Volkert, a dozen. It's only twelve. No, there must be one more. Well, if you want one more, you will have to pay for it. I will not pay for it, but you shall. And with that... The little old lady turned, and kitchiklunk, off she went, out into the village of Beverwick, as then our Albany was known. Well, Volkert at the moment felt good to be rid of that little pesky old woman who couldn't count. Ah, but soon his luck began to change, for she seemed to have left behind a kind of curse. Well, at first it happened in the form of his children looking rather unkempt. They couldn't seem to keep their clothes and their faces clean. And then his wife grew more and more shrill. Volkert, Volkert, seemed to be the only thing coming out of her mouth. And coming into his shop, well, it wasn't really customers. He looked down the street and saw them visiting the other bake shops here in Beverwick and wondered, why won't they come into my shop? Well, perhaps it could be every time he went to bake even a mere loaf of bread, it would either be so light, poof, 
It would fly up in flames in the chimney, or cathunk, it would fall like a piece of brick right through the oven. Well, the bad luck hounded poor Volkerot all through the spring, summer, and it made him fall right through into the autumn. Well, now he was feeling rather unkempt and threadbare, and there was a knot in his stomach. He thought, I've got the last of all I have for ingredients to make my fine ginger cakes. And he made twelve, a thirteen, and set them out with great care on his shelf, and hoped the sweet scent wafting into the air above Beverwick would draw customers from far away like even Rensselaer. And well, it seemed to draw but one customer, a significant customer, a bent old crone of a customer. Oh, kitchen-clunk! When she entered the shop of Olkert, <gasps> cringed and gave his gasp. Old woman, you've come back. Pray, what do you want? I hope it's um, Sinterklaes ginger cookies. It is. And it best be... A dozen, a proper dozen. Oh, it is. And Volkert canted out, I and Svi dry, fear fumped, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen. And he gave her thirteen of those fine Sinterklaes ginger cookies and charged her what he normally would have asked for twelve. Well, at once the old woman smiled in a way that seemed to sing and ring out, Thank you, thank you. You'll now find being liberal and generous, as was old, Sinterklaes on the cookie will serve you well. And whoosh, off she went. And for a moment it occurred to Volkert that he felt like he was in the presence of old Sinterklaes. And from that time until this time, not only did Volker to make a baker's dozen thirteen, but soon all the other bakers in Albany and beyond did the same. We now can thank Volkert and that strange little old lady for bringing us the extra benefit of the baker's dozen. That's a great story. It is one of my favorites. Now, you mentioned uh, prior when we were talking before we turned on the mics that this story is largely a legend, but there's some little fact attached as, to it. As always, yes, a legend means, of course, there's always a little kernel of truth, or in this case, a little flower of truth, I suppose. The fact is, when Peter Stuyvesant became the director general of the colonies about the time of... Uh, well, a little bit before this story is set place in 1654, one problem occurred with the bakers. They feuded with each other about who would set the lowest price, and they kept trying to undercut the other and drive one out of business. So they finally got Stuyvesant to set a price for a loaf of bread for the famed Oli Coke, which became um, our donut, really, Oli Cakes, and, of course, the uh, cookie. We, we have cookies, especially in New York and in the States, because that's the Dutch word. In Great Britain, they know them as biscuits or biskies. Huh. So that indication of a problem with the bake shops 
as solved by Peter Stuyvesant shows, that there could have been some rivalry which would have prompted a baker to add an extra loaf of bread or cookie or oli coke to his order when people got uh, 12. So I feel it's plausible the baker's dozen rose from that uh, clever businessman right here in Albany back when it was called uh, Beverwick. The number 13 obviously has a lot of bad connotations ah. throughout legend lore and what have you. Uh, how does that play into things? Is the, the number 13 resonate at all as, as a bad thing in connection with this story? Well, here it, it gets transformed. It was initially a bad thing because of the bad luck brought to Volkert when he refused to give the little old lady the extra cookie. But here it gets turned around on its head, which is... Um, one thing that happens during, you know, the, the well, Christmas time or the 12 days of Christmas, traditionally, there was a time when a pauper would be made Twelfth Night King and would make things all topsy-turvy. So that kind of happens with uh, the number 13 becoming, here in this instance, um, a bit of good luck rather than bad. Thanks for joining us. Listen with the Lights On is a production of WAMC. Our theme music is Grizzly Reminder by Midnight Syndicate. For more spine-tingling tales, check out our podcast or head over to wamc.org.